0: Your engines. You tell me that about. Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. We are live on Sunday nights, and uh, I have to tell you, uh, this is—I mean, I have—I have lived for 55 years. I have never ever seen anything like this. And we have so much to talk about tonight. How we're going to do this is the first 30 minutes tonight, I'm going to talk about generally about money and how all of this affects your finances. Then we'll shift gears at the bottom of the hour. In 29 minutes, we have one of our favorite guests, Dr. Elena George. She is a medical doctor in the Atlanta area. She specializes in ear, nose, and throat. And she's going to be here to talk about the medical side of what's happening with coronavirus. So that's all tonight. The whole program is all about what everybody is thinking about and talking about. And we hope to be a service to you. This is not a, uh, you know, an attempt to scare anybody or panic anybody. There are a lot of, you know, I'll tell you this for those people that are interested in learning about this and trying to figure out what they could do to prepare. This is going to be a bumpy ride for all of us, no doubt. But you can make it a little bit less bumpy if you're willing to be open-minded and learn and, and look at what experts are saying. And listen to a lot of people's advice. This is what I'm telling people. Don't listen to just me because I may have it wrong. So you want to have a you know multitude of counselors. That's where the wisdom comes from. Listen to a lot of advice. Read a lot of things and sort of split the difference and find out what, what the truth is. That's what I try to do. I try to sort of be an aggregate here of a lot of information sources, and I'll look at a lot of things, read a lot of things, and I'm not just looking for those uh, comments or opinions or perspectives that match up with mine. In fact, I'm probably more interested in those that disagree with me because I want to hear the other side of things to make sure that I am on the right track. So that's tonight's show. Next week, we'll shift gears and we'll be talking about cryptocurrency in our guest segment. Uh, really interesting thing happening in the Mariana Islands, which is a small uh, group of three islands that is between Guam and Japan. Think of it this way: it's maybe about halfway between Japan and Hawaii. It's these are these islands are part of the United States, and they're right now this. Crypto Frontier Group is really opening up uh, new opportunities with cryptocurrency development on these islands. And a lot of Americans are moving there. And I think it's really interesting because I always love to talk about cryptocurrency. I love to talk about expatriating and people that are living in other countries. Of course, you're still in the U.S., which I think is kind of neat. But it is like a whole different world, so that'll be next week in our guest segment as we have the folks from Crypto Frontier here. And tonight's sponsor, again, we do these shows without a commercial at all. The only thing we have is a quick sponsor mention at the beginning, and so many people are asking me about this. We set this up for you about a week ago. It's still there for you. Um, We're going to get into this tonight also. Should you refinance? And if you do, how do you get the best rate? Not just on mortgages, but student loans, how to get personal loans at low interest rates to pay off credit cards. All of this is available for you. We have a shopping platform set up for you. And here's the URL, loanshopper.christianmoney.com. Loanshopper.christianmoney.com. If you go there, you can put in all your information, whether it's a home loan, a student loan, refinancing a home, buying a home refinancing a car, getting a personal loan to pay off a high interest rate credit card, all of that is for you uh, available, the shopping engine is there. Here's the URL, it is loanshopper.christianmoney.com. All right, I want to start by talking about the politics of what is happening with coronavirus. Then we'll get into the money side of it and I guess I'm a little bit tone deaf and I, I really, I, I was out in my yard today. <laughs> I, believe it or not, I was taking my garbage out. We have a, a big garbage bin thing on the side of the house and I took the garbage out and I was standing out there for a minute, just looking at the beautiful weather in the eighties today. And I was really thinking to myself, man, did I miss it this week with, I was so confused all week. And let me tell you why, because every time I posted just actual factual news about coronavirus, not everybody, but maybe, I don't know, 10 or 20% of my followers on social media just absolutely slammed me. And what I figured out was going on, it finally hit me today, what was going on. There, of course, not everybody buys into what is happening, and I get that, and we're going to talk about that tonight. But there is this narrative that anybody that is sharing information about coronavirus that somehow that person has joined a plot to take down trump that that any news or information about coronavirus is all part of a plan to damage trump and to stop him from getting reelected that sounds a little bit weird doesn't it but believe it or not there is this extreme right wing uh, faction that is, this is what they believe. They believe this is all made up, that it is all about nothing. And anybody that is even sharing factual news stories is part of the greater conspiracy to take down Trump. Now, I've been saying for a couple of weeks, I don't see this at all through a political lens. And maybe I'm naive. I do not see this as a political situation. When we're, you know, looking at the election in November, I just don't see someone voting one way or the other because of coronavirus. I mean, it happened. It's a big deal. It's historic. It's something like this has never happened to my knowledge. I mean, I guess you could go back to the uh, to the to the early 1900s, uh, to the to the flu that that killed thousands of people back then. But I, I don't know. This is a whole different feel to it to me but I don't see this as political. I I really don't. I I don't, I don't think it matters who is president. Largely the response to this is being done by bureaucrats, people that are career employees of the government. Um, I I just don't see this as political. And I, I certainly don't buy into any thought that this is some kind of a conspiracy to take down Trump. And if you believe that, and then you take that to the next extreme, which is that you can't, be honest and share You know, if you're someone that's in the news business like me, you can't share that information or you're part of that conspiracy. And I'll tell you, a guy that I really admire and I really love listening to his show, Rush Limbaugh. I think he's dug himself a hole because he came out this week and I'm going to give you the exact quote. Rush Limbaugh said, quote, we're shutting down our country because of the cold virus, end quote. So Rush, I think, sort of beat the drum and got people into this mindset that this was all about nothing. It was all exaggerated and it was all about taking down Trump. And I think I don't know if Rush is responsible for starting that whole thought process or just furthering it. But I think we can all agree tonight that this is not a made up hoax. I I really hope that we've all at least crossed over the threshold that this is a real situation. How serious it becomes, no one knows. And this is what I keep saying. I don't know for sure what's going to happen. So as a result of not knowing for sure what's going to happen, you have to prepare for all eventualities, for all the things that could happen. But to, to stand back and say, I know Nothing is going to happen. This is all about nothing, which is what so many people have done. I still have people tonight, uh, not many. I think most of the detractors have disappeared, but I still have a couple of people on my social media that are making posts, uh, making fun of this, posting smiley faces on my Facebook posts when I share just the actual news of what is happening. And I go back to this that even if it turns out that this was not even 5% or 10% of what we thought it would be. It doesn't really matter in terms of what damage this will have already done to the economy because all of these things are already being put in motion and it's being, they're being put in motion because we're in uncharted territory. We don't know what could happen because of this and this whole idea that this is just some kind of a, uh, a crazy conspiracy on the left to take down Trump. I, I just think it's nuts. And I think that many have jumped the shark in, in trying to convince people of this because the science just does not back it up. And let's get into tonight all of the news of today. And I know people will be listening to the show throughout the week. I'm I'm even thinking I might do a couple more episodes of the show during the week. Uh, because this show does get a a, a number of replay slots uh, on our primary distribution, which is TalkStream Live. And I may just go live on some of those replay slots. I don't know. But we'll probably have at least some updates. But let's get into some of the news just from today. So in Italy, in the country of Italy today, just today, there was a record number of deaths from coronavirus. Just today, there is a reported 368 dead Just today in Italy, we also know that in the last two or three hours, both the governors of Ohio and Illinois have issued orders closing all restaurants and bars across the entire state, both states of Illinois and Ohio. Now, I want to be fair and get into the details of that a little bit. I don't know this for sure, but what I have heard and I have read that there's not a lot of particulars on the, the terms of the, these shutdowns, but it sounds like with regards to the restaurants that they're going to allow for pickup and delivery, it's just the inside seating that is the issue. So it's not as if these restaurants are going to cut off altogether the ability to buy food. However, That being said, it is going to drive a lot more people to the grocery store because when you hear something like that, that the governor has shut down all of the restaurants in your state, when you hear that headline, when you hear that news, you see that headline, you're going to, what are you going to do? You're going to run to the grocery store. And we already have this happening here in our small town of Palm Coast, Florida. You go into the grocery store and all, you know, most of the eggs are gone. Most of the canned vegetables are gone. Most of the, you know, uh, staple items like pasta and rice, those are largely picked through, if not completely gone. People are hoarding and buying food. So once again, whether coronavirus turns out to be what many fear it could be or not, the real real consequences, day-to-day consequences are there which is food hoarding, which is leading to food shortages. And, and that's just the reality of it. And I have for years stocked uh, dried food. I have a good six months, eight months of dried food, emergency food here at my home. And um, I've always been a believer in that. But nonetheless, my wife and I, we made a trip to the grocery store yesterday to get, you know, three or four days worth of fresh food that we can use. And, um, you know, we're not going to hoard or anything like that, but it's certainly a time to think about, like I went to the dollar store and they were doing a deal where you could get five cans of the different chef boy, RD, uh, canned pasta. You could get that five cans for four bucks. So I just picked up 10 cans and I do that on a regular basis. When I'm shopping, I will take advantage of canned goods sales like that, uh, just to throw into the pantry because that stuff lasts pretty much forever. So the restaurants, the bars are closing and and we and this we then we got late news a few minutes ago. The state of California, the governor there has issued an order closing all bars, uh, issued an order limiting all restaurants to half their legal capacity. So that's the other side of it. And then I've read that Starbucks is um, nationwide. I believe this this is the case. I uh, I saw a couple of stories on this. Starbucks started earlier in the week encouraging people to not hang out in their stores, to just use a drive-thru. Then they went to, they're trying to limit the number of people sitting inside Starbucks. And then I read that Starbucks was going to go to uh, no in-store service, drive-thru only. And they'll let you come in the store, but they're going to stack up all the chairs and tables and nobody will be able to sit out. And you can come in, I guess, and grab your coffee or go through the drive-through but that's going to be it. Uh, Florida. Of course, we know that Florida has closed the theme parks. So Disney is closed. Universal is closed. Busch Gardens is closed. All of the the main theme parks are closed. And then I saw something really disturbing because my wife and I, uh, we like to go walk on the beach and and we thought, well, you know what? The next few days, maybe we'll just spend some time over at the beach. And now there's a new story that in South Florida, the state has decided to begin closing beaches in South Florida, which is where coronavirus has been. there's really a hotbed there for cases of coronavirus in South Florida near Miami, that whole area. So. We were at a national, a state park yesterday here in Florida, just beautiful to be outside. And we thought, you know, what a great idea. Get outside, go into a state park, do a little bit of hiking, a little bit of sightseeing. You're not elbow to elbow with people in a situation like that. That's a great thing to do during a time like this. And then as we were leaving, the people there at the state park told us, oh, yeah, by the way, we're we're ordered to close all state parks uh, tomorrow, which is today. So (laughs) that's gone. Um, And now they're starting to close the beaches. I don't know how they're going to regulate that. I mean, the whole state of Florida (laughs) up and down the coast on both sides is beaches. I, I don't know how you officially close all the beaches. I don't know that they intend to close all of the beaches, but Maybe one way you do it is closing all the public restrooms and all of that, which could, you know, you know, de facto close off the beaches, at least, uh, you know, for people staying very long. Uh, The markets. So here's what happened today. The Federal Reserve announced another rate cut, which brings the uh, Fed funds rate. I believe it's not quite at zero, but it's right at zero, right close to zero. And this is kind of scary. I did a video on this a few days ago talking about my concern about the government, the fed interfering in the markets because what happens is when the fed does something like this many times, what is well intentioned backfires. And that is exactly what has happened. The fed dropping rates again today on a Sunday, the markets are panicked. So if we go and look at what's happening I posted this earlier today, and I believe it's probably still the case. I posted the stock futures, which is uh, the markets trade before they actually open. They trade in what are called futures. Um, and so the the futures all are shut down by after crossing the the threshold of the 5% limit. And so the futures are all frozen at 5% down. So you have the Dow down over 1,000 points, the NASDAQ down more than 350 points, the Standard & Poor's 500 down more than 125 points, locked limit down. And what that means, locked limit down, is we really don't know now where the stock market will open tomorrow. The futures kind of gives us a hint as to an indication of you know where the markets are trading during the night hours when the, the market itself is not open. But now that the futures are locked limit down, we don't know where the market will open on Monday. So here's the problem. Once you get to zero on the Fed funds rate, you can't really lower interest rates anymore. I guess you could get into a negative interest rate, which is kind of a whole different world. And we're not going to get into that tonight, but that would be bizarre in its own strange way to get there. And I believe Japan is already there, but this is what happens is sometimes it's well-intentioned that the government's going to step in and fix a problem. But these kinds of moves might really be an overreaction. And, you know, I'm hundred percent behind Donald Trump and he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders right now. And here's kind of what he has to do, which is a tough thing. If you've ever been in the hospital and you're in serious trouble medically, what you want is somebody to tell you everything's going to be okay. <laughs> you, you even want them to lie to you and tell you everything's going to be okay. You're just, you're going to be just fine. You're going to make it through this surgery just fine. I've been there. Uh, I was as a child in some serious, too serious accidents And you love a reassuring voice and it's a tough thing to do. And I think Donald Trump is such an honest guy as far as, you know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. If anything, he tells us too much. And I think the trick for him is to hold his cards close to the vest. And and he probably knows so much more than he's even telling us. But it's you got to be careful not to press that panic button too many times And I'm worried that the financial markets may just be rattled beyond belief because of this additional rate cut today. I hope I'm wrong. And a lot of people started buying back into the market on Thursday and Friday. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have not seen the worst of this yet. And in the video I put up this past week on both Facebook and YouTube, I told people why I think the market will continue to go lower. I don't want it to continue to go lower. And this is another thing. When I post something like that, people will respond and say, oh, you just want it to go lower. Why would I want the market to go lower? I mean, that's just insane. But here's the problem. And I call this in my video, death by a thousand cuts which is when you look at something like, okay, all the theme parks are closed, which means all the hotels are empty here in Florida. Now you have entire states closing all the restaurants and bars. You have the cruise industry shut down. You've got the airline industry uh, probably flying at half capacity, maybe even less than that. Um, you've got world travel. You know, No one's you know taking these trips around the world anymore. Start looking at what this does to the economy. Nobody, I don't care, What economist you get, nobody can even predict what this is going to do to the economy. We've never seen anything like this before. And typically these kinds of things, we don't really know the full effect until we're three months out or six months out and we get the GDP number or the jobs number. But look at all the people just in the restaurant business that work in restaurants and bars that are going to be affected by this And this Ohio and Illinois deal is probably going to extend to Florida and other areas. And I'll tell you the scariest part of all this is, um, and I posted this up on uh, my Facebook here a few minutes ago, martial law question mark. A lot of people are saying that's next martial law that the reason why they're closing all these public venues is because people are not listening so if they take away the restaurants and the bars and all of the events and all the fairs and parades and St. Patrick's Day and all of this stuff is taken away, you have nowhere else to go. They take away the state park. They take away the beach. They take away everything except your your house. So you, you have nowhere to go but your house. And then the next thing is you're not allowed to go outside your house. You're not allowed to walk down the street. And that I mean, I don't know that we're going to get there. I certainly hope not. I don't want us to get there. Uh but it is just it it is really scary. There I read a story, uh, I believe it's a guy in Ohio. He's fifty three years old. He's got a confirmed case of coronavirus and refused to stay in his house and to self isolate. So they actually have state troopers posted guarding him to keep him in prison inside his house so he doesn't go out. Which I, I'm I agree with that. Because if he's actually infected, the idea that he's going out and uh, walking around town, that's not a good thing. Uh, but this is where we're at with some people, is is they're not willing to do the responsible moral thing. Now, I want to talk here about two last things. One is the cryptocurrency markets. So a lot of people thought, you know, and I put a video out a few days ago, sold out of all my Bitcoin before the big crash in Bitcoin. So a lot of people are saying, hey, this is the time now. This is it. Let's, let's all buy Bitcoin. And let me tell you, it, it's going to be no different really than the stock market in that I don't think anybody wants to own anything right now as far as investments, because we just don't know what's going to happen. And there was a time maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago where Bitcoin was trading with gold and it was kind of a safe haven type of a deal where everything is going down and Bitcoin is going up. And then I noticed uh, uh, about a week ago, that stopped happening and Bitcoin started locking in step with the stock market. And that's when I got out because I I was, I was thinking, man, well, if Bitcoin's going to go the way the stock market goes, I don't want to be in crypto at all. So, um, got out of the crypto. And so a lot of people are looking for the bottom there. I'm not a big prediction maker on cryptocurrency, but if I had to tell you where I think the bottom is on Bitcoin, it's probably the one year low, which is around $4,000. If I had to give you a number, And on on the the stock market, I think you probably could go back to two year lows on the stock market as we're like a real realistic bottom is that you can say this is the bottom and it's probably not going to go any lower. And then the last thing I want to talk about before we get to our guest, I want to talk about refinancing because so many people are asking about refinancing and and kind of a weird thing happens. So uh, when the Fed lowers rates, it doesn't automatically translate to lower mortgages. And let me tell you why. Because the Fed funds rate is the short-term rate that banks borrow money at, like the, the one-day interest rate is really what that is. The rate that tracks with the 30-year mortgage is the 10-year government bond. And the yield on that has come down really low. And so that, is, that brought down mortgage rates to like 3.5%. But this is super bizarre, and i got to tell you this. I've never seen this. So mortgage rates get down to 3.5%, which is like a historic low for many, many years. And what the banks did was the banks have bumped that rate back up to closer to 4%. And everybody's like, what? Why are they doing that? Because they're getting they're able to borrow at the lower rate. Why would, and I'll tell you why it's because they can't handle the volume. The mortgage companies literally cannot handle the volume of calls that are getting from people that want to refinance. So what they did was they said, well, we'll fix this. Um, We can loan the money at three and a half percent because of where the government bond market is, but we're going to make it closer to 4% just to, you know, kind of reduce the, the demand so that we can realistically handle the flow of the people contacting us. So there is a run on food and <laughs> hey, there's a run on refinancing, I guess would be another way uh, to talk about refinancing. So should you refinance? Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. If you can you know, sit down and run the numbers, you always want to consider what are the closing costs going to be and then how much will I save each month in my payment and then kind of look at how long it will take to recoup that. So, you know, here's an example. Let's say that you're able to save $100 a month in your mortgage payment and your closing costs are $3,600. So if you divide $100 into $3,600, you get $36. 36 is three years. That's 36 months. So in three years, you're breaking even on that. So you plan on being in that house for three years or longer. It'll be a good thing to refinance. You've got to run those numbers, though, to make sure it makes sense. And you've got to be someone that's going to be staying in your home For at least, at least the, the, the period of time to break even. And you don't want to make it just the break even, right? Because that doesn't make any sense. You want it to be a profitable deal. So if it's three years to break even, maybe I want to be sure that I've got, uh, you know, that I'm in for four years, five years, you know, for sure in that area. And nobody's a hundred percent sure, but if you're somebody that moves around a lot, you're in the military or you're in the kind of work where, uh, you get moved around a lot, then you probably know that, uh, you know, maybe refinancing isn't a a great option for you. All right. So a lot to get into. I'm going to mention to my producer that we don't have Dr. Elena George yet on the line. Uh, We still have another minute or so to our, to our bottom of the hour segment, but I'm just throwing that out to my producer, Joy, who's listening uh, in the other room outside of the studio to double check on our guest. But what I want to get into in this half hour is not fear mongering at all. We're all already afraid. So there's no reason to, to do any fear mongering or try to scare people because we're all scared, including me. But I want to talk about, you know, realistically, what are some scenarios that could happen? What are some things people can do to prepare for this? And, you know, for example, one question I have is we hear a lot about this idea that the warm weather, the warm weather could, possibly, you know, give us uh, hope that this could be killed by warm weather. You hear some talk of that. There's some news reports of that. I don't know. I'd like to get some thoughts from Dr. George about that issue. I'd also like to know, too, about how long this could be around. You know, I don't know. I mean, you hear people saying, it could be over like in two weeks or a month, but then you hear other people saying, no, this could be over. You know, this could be months out. Uh, And then the other story I heard that was really scary is that you could catch this and you could go through the whole process and then recover. And then like a few weeks later, catch it again that you don't automatically gain immunity by having the illness uh, in and of itself. So, Man, oh man, I'm telling you, it's, there's just so many things, so many questions that I think all of us have about this. And Dr. Elena George will be with us momentarily. My producer is working on getting her connected. We'll go ahead right now and take a one-minute break. When we come back after this break, we'll be talking all about the coronavirus with Dr. Elena George and getting into really, uh, you know, the medical side of this and what people should be thinking about medically I'm not an expert, so we're bringing in an expert. We'll be back in one minute. Stand by.